third book of Psalms beginning at verse 1 Lord how are they increased that trouble me many are they that rise up against me many there be which say of my soul there is no help for him in God but thou O Lord art a shield for me my glory and the lifter of mine head that's all I'm going to read I was going to read more but that's enough you can be seated but thou O Lord art a shield for me my glory and the lifter of mine head I want to talk to you from this subject matter until I get through preaching today. I want to talk to you from this subject matter, assurances in life's anxious moments. Assurances in life's anxious moments. Assurances in life's fearful, nervous, restless, eager moments. Our text this morning is a psalm of David when he is living in some ancient moments of his life. It is during the time when he fled from Absalom, his son. You know, sometimes in life, there are days when life is nothing but anxiousness. And of course, you try to walk in obedience, trust, and you try to rest on his word. And without any reservations, you should, the fact of the matter, you should continue to quote those passages of faith and assurances. Scriptures such as casting all your cares upon him because he cares about you. Scriptures like be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. But in the real world, our human holiness does not always get what we desire or what we should. And so here today is a biblical example. David, the anointed servant of God. David the giant killer and uh, victorious leader of armies and uh, powerful king of Israel. David uh, the worshiper. David uh, a writer of uh, the Psalms. David a musician who praised God on uh, his instrument he now finds himself in life's moment of anxiousness and so living right and walking in the word and trying to maintain a consistent prayer life will not eliminate nor exclude any of us from a season of anxiousness. Sometimes we are suspended between
between not being sure and asking the Lord what's next now. You know, some of you can identify that at times. It seems like each moment so madly is threatening. It seems like the waters of worry will drown you. It seems like the billows of burdens are tossing you high. It seems like the wrath of life and living can sometimes appear to be demonic. But just read the record closely. Take the spotlight off of yourself. If you look through the pages of biblical examples, perhaps, guess what? We will find ourselves in good company. I did not say you wasn't saved. I didn't say you wasn't on your way to heaven. I did not say that you did not love the Lord. But I did say that every now and then we find ourselves in seasons of anxiousness. And so when you chronicalize and catalog some of the seasoned saints of the scripture, you will discover that many of them were peppered and permeated with situational anxieties. You know, somebody, you've come to church here today and you're facing a situation. I, I, I like to call it, Sandra, situational anxiety. Well, let's pull the roll. Let's pull the roll quickly. If you would allow me to, when you look at Job, Job has some anxious moments and uh, it's recorded that life was so anxious for him that one day he declared, he said, when I lie down at night for sleep, I toss to and fro. And the morning had come when sleep did not. In other words, I've tossed all night long. And the next thing I know, the sun was coming up. Do I have anybody here that will be transparent and you can remember the times or maybe it might have just happened last night. You tossed all night long and the sun finally came up. Job says that's how I felt. Well, Paul, come on and help me preach. Paul had, uh, he had some anxious moments. He was an apostle of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. But yet Paul said, three times I prayed that the Lord would remove this thorn in my flesh. And three times uh, he told me that what my grace is sufficient. Well, Jeremiah, talk to us. Jeremiah has some anxious moments, locked up in a dungeon, hands and feet in stock, and he committed no crime. So anxious till he, he committed to quitting the ministry of being a prophet as soon as he was set free. Oh, but something happened. How many of y'all know God can change your anxious moments? God, uh, he can change your tune from wanting to quit uh, to declaring, I feel like 
pressing on. Jeremiah finally had to come to the conclusion that this thing is like what fire and is shut up in my bones. What about John the Baptist? John the Baptist, he was locked in prison and he wondered if he had mistakenly proclaimed too soon that Jesus of Nazareth was the Lamb of God because this Christ, the one that he proclaimed that was going to take away the sins of the world, he came and he proclaimed that he came to set the captives free. And yet John the Baptist was not free. He had an anxious moment. You know, you know, you know the hymn, you know the song that we sing, Trouble Don't Last Always. And you know what? It is the truth. Trouble don't last always. But it's also true that when it seems like trouble want to camp and and convene in our lives, it sometimes seems like it's too long. The fact of the matter is it creates chaos and it creates conflict that just leaves you filled with anxiousness. You know, sometimes trials and troubles seem as if all the referees are on the side of trouble if you know anything about sports it seems like all of the referees are on the side of trouble trouble always seems to get the calls thrown in their favor it seems that all the calls are on the side of the troubles field or on their end of trouble court but one thing I'm glad about here today as a child of God you can get a timeout. Somebody can say, I can get a timeout. I, I can get a timeout. Some, somebody, you come to church here today, I just want to talk. But some of y'all, you come to church today, and that's all you need. You just need, you just need a timeout. I come to let you know, as a child of God, you can get a timeout. And you can converse with the coach. You can get a breather. Come on here. Yeah. You can get something from the sideline that'll get you through the rest of your day. Notice this is what David does in our text. This is what he does in our text. He takes a time out. He calls. Somebody just need to go like this. Time out. I, I, anybody need one of these? Come on. Anybody need one of these? Be honest now. Do anybody need to go to the sideline? Do anybody need to go? talk to their coach. Do anybody need to take a breather for just a little while? Well, this is what David does. David, in Psalms 3, he calls a time out. Hey, now, now, you know, you know, I love when you can connect scriptures together because in order to really understand Psalms 3, I would encourage you to read 2 Samuel chapters 13 through 18. Somebody said, Pastor, that's five chapters. Come on here. Well, do you really want to know what's going on in the text? Or do you just want to call a time out? You got to know what to do with your time out. Well, let me keep on moving here. And so uh, that's the best. 
background scripture, but can I give you just a, just a you know kind of a short summation of what's going on and what caused him to take a time out? What well, here it is, David. He has children by several wives, and he has a son. Sons born to him by different women, and so his daughter by the name of Tamar, who was raped by his half brother. Okay, and so when Absalom finds out that that uh, this other brother from another mother raped her, uh, it, it, it takes him two years to get revenge. But he kills this brother. He is also angry with. David, his daddy, for the family dysfunction. Look at your name and say, don't kill him, don't kill him, don't kill him, don't kill him, don't kill him. Yeah, yeah, so they blame David for for the family dysfunction. And so he is also covetous to be in the seat of his daddy as a king. And so you got to understand that this young man, he's very charismatic. He was handsome. He was a smooth politician and he wooed the hearts and minds of the people against his own daddy. He led a campaign to take over the throne. And so David has to flee to Jerusalem. He's running from his own son. David ain't like some of us. We'd have faced that booger and you know we'd have told him. I brought you in this world well let's keep moving on here and so instead of taking him out of the world Roxanne he flees for his life and so my god he's off the throne he's running for his life he has more against him than with him he is desperate hurt he is confused and afraid. He's wearied. He's tired. He's hungry. And he's broke. Somebody say bad shape, David. He is between a rock and a hard place. Absalom, his own son, has done this to him. But David said, that's all right. I'm going to make the best out of the situation. And so therefore, now we have Psalms 3. Psalms 3 then in turn teaches us how to pray with confidence that things will get better when they seem to be as bad as they can get. It's right here in Psalms 3. It teaches us how to live in assurance in our anxiousness. Well, come on, Pastor. I need to know real quick while I'm on my time out. I need to know how to pray because I'm going I'm going through some stuff. Well, the first thing, when you glance at verses 1 and 2, you will see that David tells us, he says, bring your concerns to the Lord. That's number one. Bring your concerns to the Lord. That is what David did. He took his concerns, his cares, and his complaints to the Lord. He ceased to talk about Y'all let that go over your head. I said he ceased to talk about it. 
come on here he seeks to let what he was facing absorb him internally he told it to somebody that would hear he told it to somebody that could help him you know there are just some things that are out of your hands and there are some things that are out of your control I don't know who I'm talking to there are some things that are just too big too deep that's just too mysterious to you bring your trials bring all of your troubles and bring your to God. You see, I'm sure that David had to take some ownership of some of his consequences, you know. Come on here. Come on, come on, stick with me now. I say, Pastor, you're doing good. Now you're messing up. Uh, David had to take, come on, he had to own up to, uh-huh, he had to own up to some of the consequences. Because uh, you know, sometimes, uh, come on, you, 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 you have to own up to your own choices. Uh, stop blaming everybody else. Come on, and let's own up uh, to our own choices. Many of the storms uh, in David's life was caused by his own reign. Y'all ain't gonna help me here. Many of our storms that we are experiencing in our life is caused by our own reign. Much of the failure in his life was planted by his own choices. And there was an old gospel song, yeah, that we used to sing that says, that problem that I had, I could not seem to solve. Anybody know that? I tried and I tried. Just got deeper involved. Come on. Look at your name and say, get out of it. Y'all ain't gonna talk back here. That was your deliverance right there. You didn't say it. Stay in it. Listen, listen. Get out of it. Get out of it. Because if you ain't doing nothing but getting deeper and deeper, the more involved you get in it. But then the songwriter said, he said, so I turned it over to Jesus and I stopped worrying about it. I gave it over to the Lord and he worked it out. I want to know, is there anybody here, you have given something to the Lord and you ain't worried since you gave it to him? And can I get a witness? He has worked it out. Is there anybody that'll wave at me and say, Pastor, I know what you're talking about. The Lord will work it out. Uh, if you keep, if you keep, if you keep, uh, if you keep talking to yourself, it does not get better. As a matter of fact, it makes you get worse. The more you talk to yourself and the more you keep discussing it with everybody, it's only making you worse. It's only making you bitter. It's only making you lose your testimony. Come on. It's only making you lose your peace and your joy. Uh, and then if you're not careful, come on, say, if you're not careful, you will become a candidate for a room where there are pads all around the walls. Y'all ain't ready for me to preach up in here. That's because you refuse to let it go. You refuse to turn it over to the Lord. You refuse to do what David did. He brought it to the Lord. Yeah, if you carry it to the Lord, 
I stand by here to tell you he will. I don't want to preach too long, but he will. He will work it out. And so David says, first of all, take it. Take it to the Lord. Take your burdens to the Lord. And then do what? Leave them there. Put your fishing pole in the garage and stop throwing the line out there trying to see what you're going to catch back. If you keep throwing it out you're going to reel something in. Y'all ain't going to help me here and what you really in might not be what you threw it out for. So And so, and so Brother Bass, he says he says bring it to the Lord. And then when you glance at verses 3 through 6, can I preach the text? He said not only must you bring it to the Lord but then he says place your confidence in the Lord in the opening verses he placed his focus on what he was going through uh, and what he was facing and what he feared and what was wearing him down but now when you look from verse 3 to 6 his focus is not on the anxiousness but on the assured come on here and this is the only way to face the battles of your life you must have an assured and I want to know who's your assured some of y'all trusting in yourself you're trusting in your spouse you're trusting in your job you're trusting in your bank account but I trust in God wherever I may be on the mountain top or out on the raging sea. I'm going to feel like preaching in a minute. Though billows roll, he keeps my soul. My heavenly father watches. He watches over me. You know, one writer says you can gaze too long at forces against you. That the forces seem greater than what they are. You can feed your fears too much that the fears get stronger and your faith gets weaker. You can dwell too long on the problem that you can lose sight on the possibilities and potential. And so David said, he said, I'm in a bad situation. He said, but I'm going to Go to God and I'm going to put my confidence in him. Well, what's your testimony, David? It's right there in the text. He says, the reason why I could put my confidence in him is because, Lord, you are my shield. And so that lets me know that God was a shield for him. You have to understand that uh, a shield, as we all know, was a military tool of defense. It guarded the soldiers' essential organs. The Roman shield was one that guarded the hearts and the stomach area. It covered the vital organs from neck to waste. And so David said, God's shield was about me. Because guess what? You cannot allow your anxiousness to 
capture your heart of faith to the point that you are fatal and that your inward man is rendered helpless but the God who is all around us I come to tell you that not only is he all around us but he's also covering us and I'm just wondering is there anybody here today that glad that's glad that God is covering me and then not only did David say Lord you are my shield but I believe I read in the text he also said he said Lord you are my glory now 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 this idea David declares is that regardless of where he is and what he does not have he said one thing he does have is the glory of God and I don't know about you I don't know about you but God whatever you do just show me your glory I I don't need I don't need to see nobody's bank account God just show me show me your glory I don't need to see the doctor's chart God all I need you to do is just show me your glory glory even though watch this David is off the throne but God is still on the throne he is without the crown on his head but the Lord was still his king he was not in the palace but he was not displaced from the presence of God and I don't know about you but all I want is the the presence of God in other words his honor and and his identity were not with whom he was as king but who he was in God you see God was his shepherd God was the strength of his life God was his light and his salvation God was still his refuge and strength and a very present help in his trouble and then later on when you get down to the 24th book of Psalm I hear David writing something else he says who is the king of glory and then he said the Lord strong and mighty he said the Lord mighty in battle but then he says something else there he said lift up your heads oh ye gates well why would you say lift up your head well that's the third point in Psalms 3 he said you can lift up your head because God is a lifter of my head 
<laughs> you got to understand. I'm almost finished now. <laughs> but you got to understand something here. <laughs> that was an old custom of that day. <laughs> In the ancient world. <laughs> when one pleaded his own case. <laughs> to a higher authority. <laughs> the way the decision was expressed. <laughs> was in the action of the one in authority. <laughs> and so when it was decision time. <laughs> the one pleading the case. <laughs> would stand bowed low. <laughs> before the authority. <laughs> and when the case was decided. <laughs> if the case went against him. <laughs> the judge would put his foot. <laughs> on the person's neck. <laughs> to indicate his guilt and punishment but if the case was rude in his favor the judge would come along and the judge would take his hand and he would raise the person's head and while he was lifting the person's head he would declare that you are free you are not guilty and you are blessed aren't you glad the God that we serve one day he told you you are free you are not guilty and you are blessed you ought to talk back to me and say pastor I'm glad that I am free I'm not guilty and I'm do I have any blessed folk? Do I have any free folk? There is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. I'm glad that David said he's a lifter of my head. He's the one who can raise you up. He's the one that can right every wrong. That's what God does. God will. He'll answer prayer. He said call on me and I will answer. I'm going to show you great and marvelous thing. God will bring you through. God will heal your body. God will make a way out of no way. Have I got a witness? Wave at me if you know about the God I'm talking about. God will supply all your needs. God will turn it around. God will lift you up. Yes. Lift your head up. Lift your head up. Walk on by faith. Lift your head up. Give God. Give it to God. Give it to God. Tell your neighbor. Neighbor. Give it to God. 
gave it to him. Give it to him. Stop walking around with your head bowed down. The righteous judge, he lifts your head up and he declares, you are free. You're not guilty. And you are blessed. You can receive it if you want. You can receive it if you want. That in the midst of our anxiousness. And if you look around what's going on in the world. There's a lot to be anxious about. There's a lot to be anxious about. But take it to the Lord. Put your confidence in him. Come on and declare he is my shield. He is my protector. Hallelujah. I'm going to give him all the glory. I'm not going to try to take none of it for myself. But I'm going to give him all the glory. And along with that glory, I'm going to add a little bit of praise. Because I know the Lord inhabits. The Lord dwells. The Lord lives in our praise. And so when you're feeling anxious and don't know what to do, go back to Psalms 3. David said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me. If anybody I want to hear me, I want the Lord to hear me. And then he declared in this Psalms, he said, I laid me down and slept. He said, once I turned it over to him, the sun didn't beat me up because I slept all night long. How many of y'all know God will let you sleep at night? And I tell y'all all the time, since he never sleeps, he never slumbers, you might well go to sleep. Because he's going to be up all night. He said that he allowed me to sleep. And then he said I awakened. For the Lord. He sustained me. And then he said not only that. But he did something to my enemies. He said the Lord saved me. And he smitten mine enemies he broke the teeth of the ungodly y'all ain't gonna help me he knocked their teeth out y'all ain't gonna help me y'all it's right here in this text first it said it hit him in the cheek bone y'all ain't gonna help me here hit him so hard knocked their teeth out you ain't got to knock nobody's teeth out Turn it over to the Lord. He'll work it out. Then he says salvation. Deliverance. Belong to the Lord. And then he declared that your blessings. Are upon your people. Saints were blessed. Don't worry about nothing because you have a choice now. You have a choice. You have a choice.
You have a choice of whether or not you're going to continue to worry and fret and be anxious about whatever you are anxious about or you can follow what David has recommended here today and take it to the Lord and have confidence in him and see what he'll do for you we've talked about it long enough it ain't worked come on here somebody give it to the Lord give it to the Lord because here's what I discovered years ago years ago I'll say me and Sister Teresa we first got married I was kind of lazy and uh, I had a calling on my life of course to preach and Brother Connors, I thought preaching meant wearing a suit, fancy shoes, and then sitting at the restaurant all day with the other preachers. That's what I, I mean, you know, I saw them. They were sharp. I didn't have no job. And I wanted to be with the preachers. I didn't have sense enough to know then that all those guys had retired and had a check coming in. But I wanted to be a preacher. I wanted to be just like them. I didn't want to put the time in that they had put in in order to do what they were doing. And I never will forget one day, Sister Teresa, she didn't, she didn't say it angrily. She didn't swing at me first. She didn't throw nothing at me. She just looked me in the eye and simply said, Gary, I'm turning you over to the Lord. That's all she said. She says, I'm turning you over. Some of y'all looking at me like you're going to go home and that's what you're going to say. Come on here. But now if you do it, you have to do it. Now you can't just talk it. You're going to end up being like those disciples that was watching Jesus cast out devils and they tried to use his wording and the formula and the devil came out and when the devil got through with them, whooped them and out of their clothes, they went back to Jesus naked. And so the formula takes more than just saying it and the formula. But she meant it when she said it. And she turned me over to the Lord. And let me tell y'all something. I had good sense. I knew that my arms was too short to box with God. And my thought was just in case. Just in case. The Lord did hear her. Just in case. How was I supposed to know? But just in case the Lord did hear her, I wasn't going to mess with God. I think I've had 20 jobs since then. Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. <laughs> Sandra, I had 20 jobs since then. And raising the kids and the cost of daycare and everything like that. And God blessed us when she was able to stay home and raise the kids. Amen, somebody. 
and uh, she hadn't had to go out to a regular job out there in almost 30 years almost 20 25 30 years almost i've been a hustler y'all ain't got to talk back here to me i've been a hustler amen amen i'm gonna talk y'all's language i'm gonna talk your i ain't gonna say i've been an executive i've been a hustler mm. had to feed my kids and take care of my family y'all ain't gonna talk back to me and after almost 38 years of marriage the lights ain't never been turned off the water having never been turned off never been outside y'all ain't got to talk back to me and it's not me it's the grace of god and when you turn your situation over to god that's what happens when you turn it over to him ain't that what we're talking about turn it over to him and don't be anxious for nothing and let God's life live in you with prayer and supplication and be thankful for what God has blessed you with come on here somebody alright I'm going to stop I'm, I'm discovering I'm talking longer than I'm preaching afterwards but that's because they don't let me teach on Tuesday night they didn't took my Tuesday night from me so that was an hour and a half I used to talk but listen <laughs> turn it over to the Lord do like David did and you can have the assurance while you're going through now I'm not, I'm not saying you ain't going to never get nervous the pastor ain't saying that I'm not saying you ain't going to ne never be overly concerned but I am saying this don't become so overly concerned until you internalize it and then it becomes a part of you and it changes you. Come on here, somebody, where it changes your attitude and your how you deal with people and different things like that. Turn it over to the Lord. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I don't know who that was for. That was for somebody. And if it was just for one person, if it was just for one person, it's worth it all. Cast your cares upon him. Because he cares about you. And his word says, be anxious for nothing. Why? Because my confidence is in the Lord. So whatever that situation is today, stop talking about it. Did y'all hear me? Stop talking about it. Give it to God. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Pastor, you don't know what I've been through. I don't need to know. I really don't need to know. That's why Paul said, forget the things that are behind and press toward the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus the devil always try to remind us of where we've been he always try to remind us of our past sins sometimes you just got to look at that devil and say devil yeah I did it but it's been covered under the blood y'all ain't talking back here to me it's been covered under the blood 
Yeah, I shot him and almost killed him, but he didn't die. Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. 20 years later, you still trying to figure out how did it feel. The devil is a liar. Let it go. Be free. Be blessed. And not guilty. Sometimes people, people will try to remind you. Tune them out. Tune them out. They did that, and I'm finished. I'm going to pray, and I'm done. They did that with um, Simon, the leopard. When you read in the book of St. Mark, the only way you know about, the only reason why we know about Simon is because he says, Simon, the leopard. It starts that verse off, Sister Diane, by saying Simon the leper, trying to identify who he was. And when you read that scripture and you really study it, guess what? Jesus had already healed Simon from his leprosy. So instead of them just saying Simon, you know how we do, okay, let me, okay, let me go ahead and pray. You know how we do in order to identify folk. So he says, Simon the leopard would not let him forget that he at one time had leprosy. Don't let folk do that to you. I don't know who I'm talking to. My God. <laughs> don't, let, don't, don't, don't let folk do that to you. When God sets you free, don't let them identify you by what you used to be. Come on here. Come on, you, 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 you know you know. I can't think of her name You know, she was in church, she was on the second pew She had a beige dress on Her hair was down And you know, you, you know she used to walk imperial Sister Lori No, just kidding <laughs> I was just use that for an example But that's what we do She, she used to walk imperial Oh, you talk about that woman She ain't saved oh, Y'all follow me? Stop it, stop it Stop it. Stop identifying people by their past. You know that slick pastor over there on 32nd and Elf Street? You know that slick one. Who you talking about? You talking about Watkins? No, 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 no. Ain't no slickness in me. I've been free. <laughs> All right, every eye closed. Every head bowed, nobody looking around. Psalms 3 is your Psalms for this week. Let it be for this week. When the burdens seem to be heavy and you can't see your way. Don't get on the phone and talk to everybody. Because they, they can't help you. They're having the same problem sometimes you haven't. But take it to the Lord and put your confidence in. Now, God, our confidence is in you. And today, God, today, today, we believe the report of the Lord and we stand on your word that from this day forward, that thing that have 
tried to internalize itself that thing that won't let me go that thing that keep coming up God I'm giving it to you I can't do nothing with it come on y'all pray the prayer with me I can't do nothing with it I've tried I, 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 I can't do nothing with it look like God the more I try the more it messes up or the worse it gets but God here we are it's in you that we live we move and have our being now God you work it out in the name of Jesus God those that are restless those that are restless that toss and turn all night long and more tired in the morning than before they went to sleep because their minds was turning God give them peace in their minds peace right now peace that surpasses all understanding give them a good night's sleep in the name of Jesus heal sick bodies in Jesus name we pray come on y'all put those hands together come on put those hands together hallelujah